Part three. Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about pop culture media and my chair is all being weird. Uh, name of movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston. Joined as always by my delightful co-host, Bat Matt. Matt, what do people do? People should like, people should subscribe, people should tell their friends. Yeah. All right. That was strangely enunciated. I'm a strange person, as it turns out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, people should get excited because we're doing stuff. I, doing a lot um, of stuff. Yeah, I just submitted some some short stories and a, a short narrative nonfiction piece to my bosses to yeah. um, have them review and, and revise and tell me it's terrible and I should rewrite <laughs> the whole thing and I should go dunk my head in and a throw your career out the window. Yeah, because because <laughs> I'm useless and. Now we have our like first that. our first official submissions to the to this com- Overlord company. I think the first official one was our first episode, and that was like three years ago. No, like the first <laughs> official since like the start of this. Like, uh, woo, go me! I've had this stuff written for years. Yeah, <laughs> Just Illusions has been grandfathered in, which I don't want to say because I just realized yesterday how fucking racist grandfather grandfathered in is. Yeah, because it's all. Well, it started with the Jim Crow yeah. laws. I mean, it, yeah. It definitely started as a racist thing. <laughs> well, I mean, just because the law itself was racist doesn't mean the term has taken on a racist connotation. I mean, it's 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 one of those things. It's political. It's yep. if if you if you believe that things can stop being racist or not, that's a kind of a point of view thing. Yeah. But not that's the discussion not we're having that's today. not the discussion. Uh, yeah, we're doing we're doing stuff. So, uh, I mean, there's not much they can check out because it's all behind closed doors at the moment. Yep. Check out our beautiful smiling faces. Yeah, we really have gone like social media silent while this stuff is yeah is sorting out because we're probably not gonna we're not gonna post anything on Instagram until episode 150 maybe. We might do it before. We're still dealing with how we're gonna how we're gonna do that. But episode one fifty is gonna big be a big thing. Mm-hmm. We're gonna keep teasing that. Yep. Um. Uh. Twitter. I am done because we have a marketing team who's gonna handle all that stuff. Right. Our social media expert, AK. Are knows they how as to... good at ranting as you? Our marketing team. See, that's the thing. I gotta figure out where I can rant, or how I need to structure my rants mm-hmm. because I do like ranting. When it comes up, but is that something that audiences that will attract audiences? Mm-hmm. So we got to figure that out. We'll have a conversation about my rants. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But yeah. Um. So, I guess don't really check out anything right now. Check out nothing. Check out nothing. Check out your souls. Investigate them. Something do, going on there. Do some soul searching. Yeah. yeah. All right, Matt, what you been up to? Any soul searching? Not particularly, but All right. some, some stuff. <laughs> um, See, so I finished Umbrella Academy season two. Oh, shit. You're further ahead of me than further ahead yep. of me. Far, you're ahead of me. Yes. And? Um, it's fine. Does it get better from episode five? I thought it kind of went downhill. Honestly. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I, I enjoyed the first half. Okay. But. Not so much the second half. Well, you also didn't like the first season, so maybe it, maybe it just goes right. in a direction that I like. Right. It goes back to me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The first half seems just a... I don't even know how to put it. It just feels like more coherent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second half, it kind of goes for its uh, 
wacky and quirky for the sake of wackiness and quirkiness, but it never quite works. It never actually feels like it's in service of a greater whole. It's just mm-hmm. flash and pizzazz. Um, yeah, I mean, there's something to be said for like that type of comic. Like, yeah, the there's an attraction. There's like saga. You didn't really like Saga, but Saga is also super fucking wacky and quirky. Mm-hmm. And it's really just the universe. Like the universe, the story could be told in normal world, basically. Right. Like it doesn't have to be wacky and quirky, but why not have wacky and quirky? Like, I feel like there's an element. I mean, this is something that mm-hmm. I'm saying contrary to the old way that I write mm-hmm. that not everything in a, in a film needs to be specifically write, written to the story. Right. That is not at all how I write personally. Mm-hmm. Everything that I do, like if you look at a, a panel of a graphic novel I write, and there's a person in the background wearing a red shirt. There's a fucking reason that person's wearing a red shirt. Like they're gonna die. <laughs> they're a red shirt, or they're lustful for something. Like they're maybe a love. Something has to do with lust, mm-hmm. um, but stuff like that. Or but they just spilled a lot. Of a ketchup. lot of blood. Oh, ketchup. Yeah, that too. uh but yeah no i think i think there's 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 an appeal to me to watch something that's just like wacky and quirky when it comes to at least like shutting my brain off to that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. it's just amusing to see people with tv heads from saga right like i don't know yeah they don't have to be that yeah (laughs) but they are yeah no i i appreciate it for what it is but it just comes across as too superficial for me Mm -hmm. Um, when it try to when it does try to land some emotional punches, it usually comes off as either cliche or just kind of shallow. Yeah. Um, it ends on another like huge cliffhanger. Because, oh yeah, because they're doing season three and four. Yeah, because they just, they might be doing a season four. We can pretty much be certain they're doing a season three, mm-hmm. or maybe I think they've confirmed it. Uh, but the book four is on its way. Okay. So we're probably expecting yeah, we'll, a season we'll four. At some point. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Ultimately, I'm not entirely sure why I watched it when I still have a new season of Altered Carbon and a new season, well, two new seasons of Dark and a new season of BoJack Horseman mm. waiting for me. But I did. I'm, yeah. I'm not a worse person for it. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also accidentally watched The Old Guard. What's that? What it's is a, that? It's a new Netflix original movie. It's got Charlize Theron. Oh. Um, based on a graphic novel yeah um she's the leader of a group of immortal warriors mm-hmm. and they do some immortal warrioring mm-hmm. um yeah i was gonna watch an episode of umbrella academy and i um you know how on netflix like there's that like the one prominently displayed like main thing that they advertise yeah the one that they want you to watch yeah so i hit the the okay button on my like profile on the tv and then i it didn't go so i hit it again but it had gone but it had gone and it gotcha. registered it and played old garden i was like well okay i guess i'm watching this now. <laughs> <laughs> wow you really didn't care what you watched at that moment did you i was late enough in umbrella academy i was like this is not great anymore i'm gonna finish it on principle but mm-hmm. um yeah old guard's pretty good also it sounded like you said i'm finna finish it like a fucking like 16 year old yeah i'm finna i'm gonna i'm finna i don't know even know i don't know how to properly use that in the lexicon like how's that syntax is like i'm finna finish it like is it just a replacement for gonna yeah i think it's like fitting to is the contraction oh fitting to finish not but it's what if it's I'm feeling like fixing I'm gonna to. fixing fixing to. I'm finna- that's what it is. Okay, 
I could kind of see it. And fixing to finish it. Which, yeah, makes it's, sense. Yeah. It's just stupid. A, yeah. But but that's because we're old and that's teen speak. Yeah. Holy shit. I had a conversation with a 16-year-old friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like my little sister, so we were like really candid about it. And she was just like, I just don't want to have your life where it's a nine-to-five job. And I'm like, I will tell you this. As you get older, a nine-to-five becomes so much more appealing, mm-hmm. be- especially when you graduate college. Because yep. the thing that makes a nine to five appealing is the fact that all of your friends also have nine to fives. Yep. So when all of you are done with work by about six o'clock, you can fucking hang out and get drunk and high or whatever you want to do that evening. Mm-hmm. But if you're like in high school and college and stuff and you don't have an, you have like whatever you're doing, everyone's got different shifts of different work. So you'll mm-hmm. never hang out with a full group. Yep. It'll never happen. Yep. Like you, the way I described it to her is you have your work life and you have your life Yep. and your work life there is an element of modernity if you if you're a conformist to society mm-hmm. like it's just it's bland it can be bland if you like your job it's not super bland i like my job yeah. um and especially if you're an ambitious person that looks for reasons to do things you like within your job mm-hmm. it makes it a lot more appealing but then you do that so that you can have your life yeah. where you actually have your evenings free have your weekends free to go and do whatever you to have a podcast on bullshit yeah and like wait was that a dig at me huh yeah you idiot having a podcast yeah fucking loser yeah it's just you yeah just us oh no got him (laughs) all right that was a terrible bit anyway yeah no it was just that that was a very large tangent for something that i don't know what the point was old guard old guard it's pretty okay christ how did we get there uh charlie staron is just incredibly cool and she knows it mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's having a lot of fun in this movie yeah being the the stoic cynical hard-bitten killer that's been a hard-bitten killer for like eight thousand years or something <laughs> <laughs> it's never actually specified but uh-huh. um i guess you could probably work it out roughly mm-hmm. um anyway uh yeah it's uh it's got a pretty good supporting cast um the premise is goofy and comic booky like it's a it's a group of four immortal warriors mm-hmm. um and they just they're basically mercenaries but like mercenaries for a good cause um so sort of the um the the first mission that they get called in to do is um there's some terrorists that have kidnapped a bunch of school kids um and so they get called in to wipe out the terrorists rescue the school kids stuff like that okay um and then uh things get complicated from there um and i like i got about half hour in and i was like yeah you know this is okay but like all the classic questions are coming up if you're immortal and it's like it's like sort of wolverine deadpool immortality where Mm -hmm. like you can die but then basically put regrow together yeah um it's like okay so what happens if like you get trapped like that's something that you think about if wolverine falls into a ravine yeah get the rhyme there then he's stuck he can't get out he just lives there perpetually just like chewing away at the wall for a million years and yeah. then they address it huh and um just a couple of little things like that um the villain's kind of useless mm-hmm. um it's played by the guy who played dudley in harry potter oh which is interesting all right yeah does he get post on sunday now that's vernon dudley oh vernon's dead fuck Dudley, the kid. Yeah. Yeah. 
does he know how many presents he has? <laughs> Trying yeah. that joke again. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's actually slimmed down quite a bit. I yeah, he was he was him. slimmed down towards the end of the sh- the yeah. movies, the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's not given much to work with. Chowatella mm-hmm. um, Geofor is in it as uh, kind of a a side character with some importance to the plot. Um, he's fine, but again, his character is kind of like overwritten in several different directions at once and it mm. comes across as a little bit of more of a plot element than a character per se gotcha um the action is pretty good it's kind of that john wick style but without the actual john wick people yeah so it works and it's it's engaging it's um it's just not spectacular there's mm-hmm. no moment where i was like whoa that was really cool is there any moments in that show because i'm noticing or show or movie 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 is there any moments in the movie because i'm noticing this with this with um umbrella academy where there's like a frame and you're like that is pulled directly from the comic like even though you've never seen the comic it just Mm -hmm. it looks a certain way that you're like that is that's got to be pulled directly from the comic because there's stuff like there's the one fight scene between um uh the swede the main swede and diego Mm -hmm. and it's like they're going like in a hallway but it's outside falling through the windows like that's got to be pulled directly from the comic that is it's such that kind of I don't. I don't know how to describe it. Maybe I will. I think we'll like we. We need to do move new movie when Why the Last Man comes out. Whenever that fucking happens. Oh yeah. Uh, which, holy shit! I finally found out a a movie that's coming or a, mo- a show that's happening based on an Image Comics before it's coming out that I haven't read yet. Okay. Because I it's always right behind. Like it right. comes out. I'm like, oh, that's a book. Mm-hmm. So I need to go read that. Like, and I wanted to read that, and yeah. it's actually a con- anyway. Been hearing good but things. like, um, we should. I think when that one comes out, we should do an episode on all these image comic stuff that's being made into movies. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good one. We can yeah. start with spawn or whenever the spawn show happens. Yeah. Whenever that's that happening. Spawns. <laughs> uh, anyway, why old guard. old guard? Check it out. It's, <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty fun. Uh, they definitely hardcore tease a sequel, but I think I'm okay with it. Okay. With the nature of the tease. Yeah. Um, Let's see. I have watched one more episode of Avatar because I'm terrible and hate myself. <laughs> uh, so yeah, time. you really did put Avatar on pause to watch Umbrella Academy, and even someone as someone who likes Umbrella Academy, that was a terrible decision. I kind of just wanted to have watched it before you did. Just oh, like, I hated this, and I watched it before you did. Yeah. Wow, it. you're. A- sadistic man <laughs> i don't even know why i don't i don't understand why that would be a thing that i don't know um yeah no, I, I liked the the first episode of season two of avatar um, no actually i understand what you're saying because there is definitely an appeal to like when i watched uh, lighthouse before you it's like it's like uh, when you watch something that the other person typically would really like before them right it there's there's an appeal of like hey, like I watched it before you like it's just yeah. it's just a human competitive thing yeah and you know that I liked Umbrella Academy so you're like I'm gonna watch it before him and I'm yep. like and whenever we talk about Locke how I watched that so much longer before mm. you it made me feel good <laughs> yep great movie oh such a good movie yeah that movie has cemented a unhealthy mentality with me that you can tell a really good story with nothing basically mm-hmm. like with just dialogue you can and every time on. i 
every time I pitch something like that, Andrew pushes back on it. And I'm like, fucking no, it happened in Locke. I can make this happen. Yeah, and that's the, the one time that has ever worked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not strictly true, but hmm. it's, yeah, it's tough. I mean, technically, radio serials are all like that. Yeah. They're compelling stories that are just only dialogue. Right. But let's see. What else did I do? Um, I've been reading, rereading uh, more of Brian Michael Bendis' run on Daredevil. Um, okay. I had read the first volume before. Oh, wait. I... Hang on a second. I want to go back real quick because there's something okay. that happened in Umbrella Academy that I wanted to ask okay. you. When, um, four? No, four is rumor. Seven? Who? Seven's Vanya. Who the fuck is, uh, uh, um, holy shit, I'm drawing a... Ben, who's five, no, who's two, no, Fanya's, uh, or, Diego's uh, two. Diego's two. Luther's one, Diego's two, Allison's three. Allison's three. Okay, so, um, four and f- seven. Ben is, ben is six. Ben is six. Yeah. How did I miss the number six? I went straight from five to seven. <laughs> ben is six. Who's fucking four? What's uh, his name? The one I'm blanking on right now. The cult guy. Klaus? I thought he was- Klaus. He's four. I thought he was five. No, five is uh five is five. Five is five, of course. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh um Klaus is talking to his future boyfriend thing mm-hmm. guy, and he says like his favorite book is Dune. Uh did that that just like pique your interest at all? <laughs> the fact that Dune was brought up. I know like Dune is a big popular book. Yes. But given that you just read Dune, I figured it was one of those moments where like just a, a coincidence, like um, serendipitous, like you just experienced something and then it's mentioned in a, another thing you experienced. I mean, I read it like six months ago at this point and it's a, All that, really? it's a pretty big cultural touchstone. Maybe not six it wasn't months. six months ago. It was like two months ago. Four. When did you finish it? It's a great question. <laughs> I think it was a lot more, a lot more yeah. recent than you thought. Anyway, that's just what I want to bring Time up. Time is an illusion or something. So what was the other thing you were going to talk about that I interrupted you for? Uh, Daredevil, Brian yes. Michael Bendis, Volume 1. Because um, I had read Volume 1 before and bought Volumes 2 and 3, but then had kind of stopped because I didn't have the continuation after that. But I realized I could just read it anyway. And yeah. <laughs> and also, I'm close enough to 100,000 points on YouGov that I can get at least the first couple volumes of the Ed Brubaker run. I think the third one's not in print right now. Mm-hmm. So I might have to. Is that coming out soon? No, like, you know, it's been out for a while. But oh, it's, it's ex- stupid expensive or something. Yeah, it's like yeah. 100 bucks on Amazon. Yeah, I so. fucking hate that shit. Yeah, uh, so anyway, um, there's kind of that first story that I talked about a couple weeks ago where it's uh, it's like a kid. Um, but then the after that, it's like ground level crime mob stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so the kingpin is blind in this one. For okay. some reason, I don't. There's some recent back in the comics that I haven't read yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a, a new guy that comes on the scene that's going to try to take him down from the inside. And so it's kind of how that plays out. And then that is eventually what ends up spilling the um, Matt Murdock as Daredevil secret. Mm-hmm. Um, that all kind of precipitates into that. And so I just read the first issue after the revelation. Okay. Um, so it's good stuff. The way he writes dialogue is so just naturalistic. It's really impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a scene uh, like pretty early on where 
um, a couple of cops are sitting in a car and they're, uh, they're having an interesting discussion about, um, like, so if Daredevil walks up and drops off a criminal and then walks off into the night, like, how do you know that was actually Daredevil and not just some nut job in a suit? And they kind of, they put that question out there mm -hmm. and then they're interrupted by shenanigans as comics are wont to do. Yeah. Um, but like the way they start the conversation is they like go off on a tangent and there's a misinterpretation and someone has to repeat himself. Oh it's like, yeah. It's just like, yeah, Ed Brubaker does that too. I was noticing that in mm -hmm. my recent read through of killer be killed that yeah. there's kind of this like, wait, hang on, say that again. And I say it again. And I was like, Oh, okay. I thought you said this thing. It's just like realistic. Yeah. Like it feels good to like read that. And go, <laughs> like, yeah. It feels like actual two people sitting in a car talking. Yeah. Yeah good stuff yep really? i can't wait to read some of his stuff because he came mm -hmm. over to i mean i like to brag that every good writer starts in marvel and comes over to dc alan moore i think he, did he start in marvel no he started in uh ad 2000 started in Eng england and then came over to dc to do right. swamp thing and then just stayed but they always gravitate to dc yeah and I can't wait to read like the action comics, like the B and B action yep. comic stuff, because that's gonna be some good shit. Because he he also I think he's the one that did. Uh... Boy, he really likes to reveal heroes. Because he had Superman reveal uh, himself. Okay. I don't know where that is now in the comics, but yeah, no, he had it come out like it's like issue like thousand and six or something. It was just like okay. he came out in front of everybody as Clark Kent and was like, yeah. Glasses off, haha! -ha. Oh, like <laughs> no, that's not how it happened. But he, he did like reveal himself to be. I am punching my mic stand, but yeah, he revealed himself. So okay. he likes to. I feel like Brian Michael Bendis is just spending his career like going through all the superheroes that have secret identities and just releasing them. Nope. Not you. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Thought you could get away with it, Mister Kent. Nope. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, cool. Yeah. All right. Anything else? I think that's it. All right. I have, I mean, I've been like, I just talked about what I've been watching, uh, Umbrella Academy and it's, f it's fun. Honestly, I would say it's not particularly memorable. Okay. Um, like I, I know the plot. Um, Vanya definitely, her character definitely becomes interesting. I just didn't give a shit about shit about her story for the first four episodes, but then yeah. big old thing happened halfway through, and I was like, "All right, now she's a little more interesting." And then yep. uh, her, I, I kind of like that dynamic. That um, fuck spoilers for the first season. Okay, yeah, it's been out for long enough. Um, how she is the reason for the apocalypse in the first one, mm -hmm. but she fucking doesn't know it. And yeah. she doesn't know she has powers anymore. So yeah. everyone's like dancing around her and she's just like, what? She's just like, I'm a normal person. I yeah. don't remember this. Yeah. And I like that kind of dynamic where, especially with, um, with Luther and with Allison with her, where mm -hmm. Allison's like, you fucking slit my goddamn throat, mm -hmm. but like, isn't mentioning that, but she's still like nervous around her and like yeah. scared. Uh, and then Luther, like his whole thing, that barn scene was actually pretty emotional. Like that was, yeah. a, that was a good scene where he's just like, I'm so sorry. Like, you don't even know what happened. Yeah. Just know that I fucked up. Yep. And like, that was, that was a really human moment, especially for Luther. Yeah. Who's very arrogant. And the guy, he's number one. Like he's, yeah. he's this fucking arrogant guy. He's like, Oh, I'm the, I'm the favorite son. 
then his whole thing, his development with his dad through the second season. Mm-hmm. I think, I think there's like individually, I would say their character arcs are pretty interesting, but the plot is just kind of lackluster. It kind of comes together. It does. Okay. Yeah. It's just it, at the cost of all of the characters. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Uh, would you agree that like the characters have really interesting like dynamics and stuff in this season? Yes. Cause well, especially I think there's an element, a better element of, I would say bounce back. And by that, I mean in the first season they grew up together. They were tired of each other and then they left and kind of became individuals and then they came back as individuals that didn't know each other very well anymore. Mm-hmm. And there was that dynamic. But now they all split up for a different reason. And when they finally land back together, it's not the first time they've come back together as individuals. So they actually have a better connection with each other. Yeah. In a way. Like yeah. the, the relationships, I think, is something that's developed a lot more. Yes. I have never seen Vanya, Allison, and Klaus be so close than in that scene like that was such a nice scene yeah like i enjoyed that part of it but i just like i'm like i'm trying to piece together what what's going on i think the every time i catch on to something where there's going to be foreshadowing i'm like like in my mind the thing that happens at the very beginning of the season is going to happen regardless. Like they're actually causing that to happen okay. by trying to stop it from happening. Okay. And that's in my mind. I'm just like, that would be really lame if they did that. And it's just kind of several of that stuff where I kind of, it's, it's overarching plot stuff. And I don't know. I think the, like I said, the characters themselves are interesting. Their developments are interesting, but the plot is lacking. Okay. Um, I kind of felt like I was at the same point. At, that far at about season, episode five yeah and i really feel like the plot does come together in a okay. pretty satisfying way but it like does it sacrifice all those character developments a little bit fuck <laughs> i hate when that shit happens <laughs> yeah <laughs> it just yeah the the plot becomes satisfying but the show itself just gets less interesting do the swedes get interesting outside of the viking funeral which was really cool that was i, I that was the first time i was like oh bud i don't know what you mean by interesting i don't know do you give a shit about their existence i always did those are cool they're my favorite characters all right (laughs) i think we just we're just different on that like they're they're amusing but like i think they're i feel like they're a uh a stoic to their own debt a more stoic to their own detriment version like like you said of hazel and Cha-cha. Cha-cha. Like, yeah. I feel like there hasn't been enough. And maybe that's going to change after that mm-hmm. Viking funeral. Like, the cause of that yeah. will make a change. But I left work right after that scene, so I haven't seen anything. Right. Um. So hopefully things get more interesting with them. But I don't know. It's always just felt like a, a kind of content, like a repeated scene where they show up and then they fight, have the upper hand, and then the academy gets away mm-hmm. it's just it, that happened like four times yeah i'm just like all right yeah do something fucking new <laughs> yeah they do that a lot okay all right uh so that's that um i have continued reading i have put myself in a dangerous position with comics oh dear i have calculated how long it will take me to fully catch up to comics including catching up like reading 
the things that come out from now until when I'm caught up. Oh, dear. Ten comics a day for ten years. Achievable, though. Boy. <laughs> so this is not in- this is including, like, given the fact that I read almost exclusively trade paperbacks. I like to mm-hmm. buy the trade paperbacks and have those. I like the collection. Yeah. So this is not including, or this is including all the comics that aren't collected in the trade paperbacks. So the ones I'll never read, like those one-off shit that happened, mm-hmm. like when Tom Killinger wrote action comics number 87 through 85 or 87 through 89 mm-hmm. just that's not going to get collected because it fuck doesn't, doesn't doesn't matter mm-hmm. like so that not including that stuff i don't really plan on reading any comics prior to about 1975 1980 fair enough like just i don't know the the silver age there's a there's a few silver age ones i definitely want to read i want to read the story having to do with um like surrounding snowbirds don't fly Mm-hmm. I want to read the really early, early stuff with Batman and Superman, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, kind of get those things, find those big moments throughout, yeah. but then skip all the giant things that. Because well, ultimately, I like the knowledge of what exists. Right. And the problem with that is the fact that what exists completely changed in 1985. Right. And the only things that prior to 1985 that would remain are things that were like right before crisis right uh because like a lot of swamp things stayed but wonder woman completely changed so i'm not really interested in reading anything of her prior Mm -hmm. to 85 like stuff like that so there's a lot of that that's 40 years that i just kind of really don't plan on reading um and also not including all the comics i've read okay so i think there's very viable but by the time i get to about 40 i will have fully caught up everything on comics okay and i could just continue to buy trade paperbacks as they get released that's and then I can move to Mar or move to Image, and then do all that, and then move to Marvel. All right, Image is a lot easier to do though because uh, there's yeah. much fewer. Yep. <laughs> and I don't, I'm not going to read all the. There's no convoluted continuities to deal with. The, yeah, there's no convoluted continuities. Um, I don't plan on reading anything by Rob Liefeld, so that's a fifth of the Image comic founders that I'm just not going to touch. Oh. Um, oh, enemy of the enemy of the show, Rob Liefeld. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't care about extreme <laughs> comics. Um. <laughs> I'll definitely read Spawn, but mainly the stuff I'm interested in are the stuff like um, the uh, I want to finish um, East of West. Mm-hmm. I want to reread Ascender or Descender. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll like it again. I don't know. I've got to change my brain when I read it. Yep. Um, I want to finish Saga, which is still going. I don't know if I want to read Walking Dead. I think the show has soured me. I don't know. I'll see. I'd like to try it at some point. But yeah. I, don't know if I'll finish it. I at least want to read the first little bit when the, when he's like, uh, Robert Kirkman. Yeah. Yeah. Robert Kirkman is writing in such a way that he's making it seem like the ultimate reveal is aliens. Cause that's what his pitch was. I <laughs> right. we talked about that uh, for people that haven't heard about this. When Robert Kirkman was pitching walking dead to image comics, he pitched to just the zombie, what it is. And they were like, nah, it's just lame. Like no one will buy comics. Or by zombie comics. So he came back with the whole thing. It's like, oh, they're going to reveal that it's all aliens. <laughs> and they're like, okay. So we'll give you like 15 issues to start developing that. So the like the first like early issues all have this really kind of like plot thread developing that it's aliens. But then it's revealed to not be aliens because he was like, ah, old switcheroo. 
but Image Comics was making so fucking much money from Walking Dead based on the first 20 issues yep. that they're like, all right, you can keep going. And then Robert Kirkman is now the CEO of Image Comics. <laughs> so he showed them. He won. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so I, I've, I've, done a, I've done a bad by making, making it very clear this is an achievable goal. And I have just gone ham. Um, I finished reading the Wonder Woman stuff. I talked about that last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have moved on to... Um, I've reread Justice League of America. Which... When I ever get... When I get around to making my Why the New 52 Failed video, I'm just going to go ham on the fucking Trinity War. Because if you just read Justice League of America... It's one of those situations where you're reading and it's like, oh, people are trying to, there's a mystery. You flip the page to the next issue and suddenly it's the, ju- Superman has murdered somebody. The Justice League of America and the Justice League are in a full on conflict in the middle of Condock. What? <laughs> exactly. Because what? there's three issues that happen in between uh... involving Constantine, con- one, a con- an issue of Constantine, an issue of justice league and it's issue of something else a justice league dark you need to read those in order it's the whole forever evil problem Mm -hmm. like and that's one of the things it's just like if i had not read that story i would have put the fucking comic down because it it would have made no sense to me but i knew what happened i knew who he killed he killed dr light by accident Mm -hmm. and so like all that and i kept reading but then the end of that happened like the end of that run happened and they changed it to justice league united which was actually under the title Justice League Canada for a little bit. And that's actually a pretty good story. All right. It's it's not fantastic. It's definitely they took the three they took a new trinity, so it's Green Arrow who's the Batman equivalent, Martian Man who's the Superman equivalent, and Stargirl who's the Wonder Woman equivalent. Um and just made a new Justice League uh right. that was dealing with Ran, which and Thanagar, so mm-hmm. they're off in space and stuff and there's an interesting little uh interesting recurring thing. My the chair like the wheels on the chair keep bumping the base of my mic, and it's the <laughs> wheels on the chair keep bumping the base, bumping the base. <laughs> bumping the base the I was really expecting that to fail catastrophically, but you managed to pull that off. All right, I forgive you. Yay! <laughs> but there's this bit. So um, Adam Strange, you actually know who Adam Strange is because he was uh, Swamp Thing dealt yeah. with him a little bit. Adam Strange is this human that got stuck on an uh, intergalactic planet called ran Aren't all planets well okay a uh, planet some somewhere else in the galaxy <laughs> called ran wouldn't that be intragalactic Intra- anyway fuck off <laughs> he gets stuck there um and then he gets the technology of ran and then he has the ability to transport back and forth between earth and ran so his his wife is on earth but his all his adventures are on ran mm-hmm. and his wife alana eventually also becomes kind of a superhero and there's the two of them mm-hmm. but something ha- so in this run, it's when they first begin their adventures. Like they're mm-hmm. just humans. They're just archeologists that they discover, they stumble upon this thing. And there's an interesting little thing that the Zeta beams, which is what transports them. There's something that glitched between the two of them. So they will randomly just switch spaces. Oh, so one's on earth. Like they sent the, the Iranian scientists sent the wife back mm-hmm. to earth. And, uh, Adam, Adam, strange is still like doing adventures and stuff so he's in space or like he's in the sky mm-hmm. fighting and they teleport and it's just a lot of falling and just like what the hell just happened and then like it's just like fun little moments for them to like the transport because it's gonna be really awkward when she 
finds out in person about the the Rannian affair that Adam is having. Ooh, awkward. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Who who are you? Why am I naked? <laughs> um, actually, she wouldn't be naked. She'd be fully clothed. He'd be naked in the middle of Canada, right? In the snow, right? Ooh, <laughs> I guess that's what he gets. That feels like comeuppance. Karma, 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 karma. Uh, but no, it, it's amusing. It's written by uh, Jeff Lemire, who did oh, yeah. the Green Arrow stuff that I really like. Um, Descender, right? Did he do Descender? I think so. Oh well. Oh shit. Okay. Now I'm a little bit more intrigued to read Descender and see what he has to do. I think he was with this stuff. Uh, his run on Green Arrow was happening the same time this was happening, mm-hmm. and I think he was putting most of his effort into Green Arrow. Okay. So it was suffering a little bit, but it was still – he's a good writer, mm-hmm. um, and he definitely knows what he wants to do. Um, so, yeah, it, it's all right, and I read it. Uh, now I'm back on to reading – so the Earth 2 thing that I talked about, like that I was going to read it, and then I found out that I had to read all these other fucking things to – it's mm-hmm. just that bullshit – I finally have everything I need, all the prerequisites to read. Um, so I'm reading through the World's Finest, which follows Huntress and Power Girl mm-hmm. instead of the World's Finest Superman and Batman. And it's fun. Right. Uh, their dynamic is really fun. Uh, the story is fine. It usually is. Um, but no, their dynamic, their ni- dynamic is really interesting. It's a, it's a female. And younger take on the Batman and Superman dynamic. Okay. Uh, it's a similar dynamic where she just rushes in headstrong mm-hmm. and, uh, or Power Girl rushes in headstrong and Huntress is just like, I mean, I got to get changed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, and they care about each other and the, like their whole thing is that they were the Robin and Supergirl of earth two. Mm-hmm. They got stuck in a beam and sent to earth one. And they're like, Oh shit, there's already a Robin that exists and there's already Supergirl exists. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, Karen Star or Karen L, Kara Zell, Kara L, mm-hmm. uh, Zorel becomes Karen Star. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, um, Helena Wayne, who comes, who was the daughter of Bruce Wayne and, uh, Selena Kyle, right? Or Selena Wayne, I guess, uh, in Earth 2. She comes over and she's bouncing around her, all of her identities, which then, you know, ties in all of the past versions of Huntress. So mm-hmm. Helena Bertinelli, Hel- Helena Bertinelli, Paula Brooks, like mm-hmm. all these past things, is just her fake identities. Yeah. And she like steals money from Wayne Foundation or the Wayne Enterprises because she knows all the back doors. Yeah. They were her dad's. Yeah. They're the same here. She's like, they're actually more relaxed in this universe. <laughs> and she's like, oh, thanks for the four billion dollars. She's like, ah, Wayne won't miss it. <laughs> or like not my dad won't miss it but yeah it's amusing uh if i had to recommend one of those two things that i've been reading it might be world's finest yeah. i think it requires less knowledge on the universe to read that one than okay i feel like we need to start talking about if of the things that we've done we, we should recommend one of them mm. i don't know might yeah. be a little, might give a little bit more of a of a purpose to our watchmen up tos. Yeah. So why would we ever need a purpose though? I don't know. Maybe the fact that we're going to start actually trying to attract an audience, so we need to start uh, doing things purposefully. Well, if I have to go back and recommend something, um, the Daredevil stuff is great, but you need to have read a lot of Daredevil to make sense of it. Like I said, Kingpin's blind, and I don't even know why. <laughs> and there's so many other details that I'm like, okay, right, I do remember that happening. That's important. Um. So of the things that I feel like I could safely recommend, Old Guard. 
it's uh it's entirely watchable it's a pretty fun action movie charlie's throne is just intensely cool okay yeah oh did i talk about watching coco no oh i watched coco oh you watched coco if i had to recommend anything i'd recommend watching coco i would agree coco is fucking amazing it's great so i'm gonna tell you this that movie made me cry harder than anything in my life not okay not anything that movie made me cry harder than any movie in my life wow because it followed two weeks after my granddad's death Mm -hmm. and the very end is very similar so there's a there's a thing with great grandma coco where she just can't talk right uh she's she's a great grandmother no great great grandmother no great grandmother yeah grandma coco is great grandma coco Mm mm-hmm um, she just, she's a vegetable essentially. She's carted around, put in places to just be there. She can't talk or anything. But then right. once music starts happening, she kind of comes to life. Mm-hmm. My mom's dad was like that for like the last six years of his life. And then mm-hmm. right before he died, he sang Jesus loves me as loud as he, as, as loud as ever. Mm-hmm. And that fucked me up. Like I was just like, my girlfriend has never seen me cry that hard. I don't think I've cried that hard in a while. <laughs> I was a wreck, okay. but it is such a good story. Like yeah. the, it, first of all, as a guitarist, it's, re- I, it, I feel treated that they, the chords are the chords. Yeah. They actually play the chords. Like they don't just put their hand on the neck and then get the camera to not look at the neck of the guitar. Yeah. They're actually playing a chord. If, if you were a C chord, C chord, he's holding his hand in the frets or the fingering of C chord. Yep. Um, and like even the fingers, like that first knuckle is bent back. Mm-hmm. Like when you're playing, oh, I mean, sometimes if you do that, depending on how you're playing. Right. Um, but just the story, I called it all really early on, by the way. Yeah. No, <laughs> the moment you know a certain there's anything to predict. It's yeah. Predictable. Uh, the, the moment a character is introduced and I'm like, I will bet you five bucks that that's who this is. Right. <laughs> um, but no, all the characters, there's not a, there's a bad character. There's a villain, yeah. but like the initial villains, not a villain and like really just comes around in the middle of the story. Yeah. Like there's a heart to heart moment in the middle of the story that just makes like the initial villain just like, Oh, Oh no, I'm making a mistake kind of thing. Yeah. And then you get the big villain right. that boy gets his comeuppance that I knew was going to happen. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> God. Uh, I punched my mic again. I hope that came across. So I didn't just randomly out of nowhere, just scream. <laughs> uh, but you know, Coco's fucking good. Oh, Pixar is... Dude, Pixar knows how to make movies. They also know how to flop. Yeah, they've made their <laughs> mistakes. But their uh, win-to-loss ratio is about as high as any any producer out there. Who would you say is better, Pixar? Or uh, who would you say has a better win-to-loss ratio, Pixar or um, uh, Christopher Nolan? Um, I'm going to go Christopher Nolan. Okay. Because his weakest movie... Is still pretty fucking good. Is still... Well... Interstellar is good. Yeah. It's okay. But, like, it's, at absolute worst, it's on par with, like, Good Dinosaur and Brave. I I haven't seen either of those. I think it's substantially better than either of those. Okay. I haven't Um, seen either of those. And that's not even mentioning Cars 2, which is just a soulless pit of a movie. Oh, that's right. Cars 2 happened. It's not true. I mean, it's... I always remember that Cars 3 happened, but I never remember that Cars 2 happened. Cars 3 is mostly watchable. It's uh, My favorite way that I ever described it was that it's 
It's a foolproof concept that they handed off to someone just apocalyptically foolish. Oh, uh, okay. So there's a good story in there somewhere, but it's just a mess. Right. Cars 2 is just bad. And, like, I mean, that's partly bad relative to the rest of their output. But yeah. It's just not a great movie. All right. All right. I think that's all, all I've been up to. Okay. That I can remember. News? News. Mulan's coming to Disney+. Plus. Yay! Uh, not confirmed, confirmed. They still don't know what they're doing with it. Confirmed, confirmed. Confirmed, confirmed? Yeah. yeah when did that happen? Like a week ago? Uh, there was still something like the past couple days where they were like, Disney Plus do- or Disney doesn't really know how they're going to do this. Well, they probably don't know the logistics of it, but basically the deal okay. is you're going to pay 30 bucks, you yeah. get Mulan, and it's it's yours. It's in your library forever. Yeah. As long as you have a Disney Plus subscription. Hey, good thing I am on your Disney Plus subscription. Yeah. <laughs> You get a pitch in for the the Mulan. I'm fucking sure. Right. <laughs> we should probably do it so we can do a review. Oh yeah. Oh god, good. it's been so long since we've done a review. I'll have to remember how to also, do I it. just really want to watch that goddamn movie. Yeah, no, it's good. We gotta find. We need to find the best place to watch it though. Right. So it has like a good TV and like right. I think our TV is better than yours. Yeah. It'll probably be at our house. Yeah. But we don't have a good sound system. We'll have to figure out what we're gonna do. We'll have to get a sound bar. Mm. Anyway. That's anyway. logistics. That's personal logistics. We can get that off the air. Oh, whoa, whoa. Uh, yeah, that's good. Yep. Um, uh, kind of feels like a movie that should be a theatrical release, but you know, I'm gonna be selfish and say I'm I'm, I'm glad to have it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the flip side, yeah, Tenet's getting released in China. That's solid. Yep. And then I think has there been a development on the american limited release at this part at this point we're still thinking uh first week of september Mm -hmm. um i don't think it's set in stone where or when but um my little weekly regal promotional email had it on the list of movies Mm -hmm. which i'm gonna take as a good sign but we'll see boys 2 got a trailer oh yeah i saw that it had gotten a trailer i watched it with the sound off when i was scrolling through facebook I wasn't excited about the first season. Hmm. I'll watch it. I might. I need to restrain myself and watch Altered Cards and Carbon Season 2 and um, those other things I listed mm. earlier that I want to do. You need to finish Avatar so we can do a fucking episode on that. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta catch up on that too. Too many things. Too many things. Finish one. Make an Avatar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we can do the episode and we can do the booze and booze. Yep. Because you haven't seen the movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> boy, is that about to change? <laughs> oh boy! Yep. Uh, I don't think there's any other news that I can um, think of. Ryan Reynolds is kind of joking, but kind of not about being in the Snyder cut. Like, apparently, there's an off chance that he's actually in it. Oh, did you see his uh, Instagram video? No. Oh, he did a recut of uh, Green Lantern by cutting out like most of the, like almost all of the movie, and it's just like a 15 second like shot like shot rapid fire shots of the movie Mm -hmm. and then right before the end of it is the shot of the justice league standing on that ledge like looking at the thing at the end of justice league Mm -hmm. and then he's in the middle just like putting his hands up (laughs) (laughs) or like in the in the middle of the field like putting his hands up that's funny all right good stuff good stuff uh captain marvel 2 has hired nia da costa to direct um she directed did um the Candyman movie that was supposed to come out this summer mm-hmm. um so it's probably a good sign get a, a horror 
director with not a whole lot of background, then maybe you get a Shazam out of it. Speaking of Captain's Marvel. <laughs> thought that would throw a little wrench into your works wow yeah i really just you really fucked up my brain right there <laughs> all right uh anything else um i missed that last announcement because i was pulling up my my notes for the okay. content so um, that's why i didn't really have much of a reaction <laughs> let's see uh there's this thing called dc fandom oh yeah it's the san diego like... comic-con replacement yeah that's happening um Apparently they've released uh, a video, a trailer for the event that includes a single shot where Black Adam is sort of visible in a silhouette in the background. <laughs> it's good hyped, yo. Bet you it's not even Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be. I think they've started shooting. Hmm. Anyway, that's all I got. Uh, one other thing is Harley Quinn, the animated show, is being put on HBO Max, which put the nail in the coffin of me keeping my Justice League or my DC Universe subscription. Bye bye. Yeah, that I mean, it's clear that they are going to cancel that yeah. whole thing. It was a failed attempt. Again, I'm just gonna say I fucking called it, dude. Yeah, <laughs> nah, you're right. From the beginning, I was like, just do like it at Warner Media thing, and that's what they're doing. And I was right. And I'm, 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 all right. That was a thing. Mm. All right. I'm annoyed it took them this long to figure that out. That if a dumbass 20, what, I was 22 when when we announced that? Yeah. Or when they announced that? When I, a dumbass 22-year-old in Norman, Oklahoma could figure out that that's what they needed to do. Mm-hmm. It took them two years to figure it out with a failed uh, streaming service. Sunk costs, all that. Sunk costs. Yeah, that's true. All right. All right. What are we talking about? Today is part three of all of the DC movies that have been announced, speaking of. Uh, DC oh, yeah. not knowing what they're doing. Um, we've got our last six. Uh, and I don't particularly have a a plot. So what I'm going to do real quick is I'm going to read all of the movies that are coming out. Whoa. I mean, it's Let's just put a whole spin on this format. All right. Six, one, six uh, eight, eight of them. Because I think I have an interesting way we can do something with it. Reverse alphabetical order by the last letter. In the first name of the director's second pet. Okay, I was about to do it until you said the pet. Like I was, I was like, you, did you see like the wheels yep. turning? I was like looking. I was <laughs> pulling up because um, I had to keep changing what I looked at. Every time you added something, I had to change. Oh, what I, I am well aware. I was going to cut that bit much shorter, but then you actually went with it, and I thought, okay, I can play this pool out a little bit. All right. So the movies that, that we have left to talk to talk about: right. Justice League Dark. Lobo, a Man of Steel sequel, Nightwing, Plastic Man, Supergirl, The Trench, Constantine, and Zatanna. Not Zantana. Fucking someone says Zantana. I'm going to throw something at him. Hate that. We had a friend that would say that and piss me off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, what I'm going to say real quick is I think what we can do, a pairing, a grouping that I see. Well, one is Supergirl and Man of Steel 2. Right. Introduce Supergirl with Man of Steel 2. Okay. Um, but also given that the fact that we haven't talked about magic stuff yet, mm-hmm. cause that's all in this one. Right. And one of Superman's vulnerabilities is magic. Mm-hmm. Maybe that can be the centerpiece of the next one. Don't put him against a fucking bigger version of himself that he has to punch harder. Yeah. Put him against magic that he has to think. Yeah. Cause that's some of the best stories of his, like just mm-hmm. putting him up against a big thing that he has to punch hard. Like 
I hate the Superman stories that it's just punch harder. Yeah. It's fucking you know stupid. Going to eventually. Yeah. Uh, but if you put him against something that it, it's like you, he needs to be smart about it. Mm-hmm. Then you got it. Yeah. It's, like, playing, it's playing against his, his type. Cause he's a yeah. big dumb lung most of the time. And so exactly. Got to so, get outside his comfort zone. The Justice League Dark movie uh, attached to it, Scott Rudin, Rudin. Who? What? Scott Rudin, Rudin, R-U-D-I-N. Rudin. Rudin. Uh, for producer. Rudin. 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 Scott Rudin. Uh, Michael Gilio, Gilio, uh, has rewritten the script, or is is being is tasked with rewriting the script. Oh. I made these notes three weeks ago, so I don't remember right. what the little notes are. Which one are we talking about? Uh, Justice League Dark. Okay. Uh, Wait, is this one that J.J. Abrams is producing? Yes, J.J. Abrams is executive producer. Woo! It's gonna be. It's likely gonna be a show on HBO Max. Oh. Or a movie. Oh. They don't know. <laughs> Who could tell? I think there's both being announced. Probably. Which is a terrible idea. Uh, and then Gerard Johnstone is just on board to contribute to the script. I don't fucking know. It's just cool. Yeah. Names. Things. So. Yeah. There's that. The Constantine and Zatanna things don't have any information. All right. Um, the Man of Steel is after uh, after confirming that though his casting in The Witcher has previously interfered with his ability with the role, he stated that the same would not be the case for the show's second season. Uh, in May of 2020, uh, Kevil entered uh, entered negotiations to reprise the role, though not in a Man of Steel sequel. Okay, so. Taking all this. Boy, that's a lot to unpack. We couldn't do a second episode or a second movie of Man and Steel when he like when he was cast to play Witcher, mm-hmm. Geralt. 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 There we go. Fucking Geralt. Geralt. Uh when he was cast to be Witcher, uh, it was basically, alright, I can't film any st- any Superman stuff because of this new thing. Probably for the best. That's not the case anymore. I think it might just be the fact that they found the rhythm and he knows what he can do with it. And mm-hmm. like maybe they're gonna do even like less oops they're gonna have him on screen less maybe mm-hmm. explore some other characters i do want to see more with um it's been so long since i've seen the show yeah what's her name right magic lady yep magic naked lady yep Is she naked don't think so magic should be naked lady <laughs> uh wait so he's... oh that naked lady yes most of the time no not her oh wait Hunchback used to be Hunchback. Yeah. Um. Uh. uh oh. I'm. I'm remembering. Uh. J- it starts with a J. No. It doesn't. Jennifer. Gen- Jennifer. It doesn't start with a J. It starts with a Y, and it sounds right. like it should start with a J. Yep. Jennifer. Maybe yeah, looks for a lot. Huh? She's naked a lot in that show. Is she? Yeah. Oh. Now I'm starting to remember the transformation. She was naked. Yeah. Among yeah. other times. Among other times. Yeah. Okay. So maybe we'll explore more with her, and maybe he's just on off, not on screen as often, so he doesn't have to film yep. as much. He's just. Um. Hmm grimacing and growling about somewhere yeah boy is he good at that yeah what a goofy show i love it so yeah so um and then in may of 2020 which is three months ago he re-entered negotiations to reprise his role though not in the sequel okay so here's the thing what's the thing constantine or zatanna movie okay they 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 commit to it they did a shazam movie yep with no prior prior movie, mm-hmm. so they have earned this faith from the fan base to make a movie of mm-hmm. a character that's kind of unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. Let's do a Constantine movie. All right, could we bring he- Keanu Reeves back, dude? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, I'm gonna go. Okay, cool. 
Uh, so do a Constantine movie. Introduce the magic world. Okay. Um, you can honest. <gasps> oh. Oh. Backtrack. Shazam two. Colon. Electric Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo. Finally, that's applicable. Colon. <laughs> <laughs> Colon. Uh, uh, fucking Black Adam is in the Rock of Eternity or something. Right. That's the actual title. Right. Black Adam is in the Rock of Eternity or something. <laughs> that would be that would be a very uh, David form. F. Sandberg. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So you have that, and because that is magic. Yeah. And Constantine has had things to do with Shazam and that stuff. Like mm-hmm. he's he's been involved in that. So. Maybe in that movie, we introduce Constantine, and he's just like, oh, dude, magic is so much more than you think. Yeah. Watch this. And then he, like, fucking maybe transports them to hell or some shit. Yep. And he's like, look at this. And then there's fucking Billy Batson going, oh, my God. Magic is crazy, yo. I gotta start going to church again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, there we go. We introduced the magic with with Constantine. Okay. Uh, Spinoff movie with Constantine. Okay. Constantine movie, we explore the fact that he is a giant asshole. (laughs) <laughs> so maybe not Keanu Reeves then. Oh yeah, no. It, I uh, that's. I mean, I don't know what the Constantine movies like, but in the comics, if you're gonna stick to Hellblazer, mm-hmm. he's an asshole. Yeah. His whole thing is like, look, I'm gonna do whatever it takes, whether it be selling my soul for like the four hundredth time, mm-hmm. or like condemning Zatanna to hell, like anything it needs to do to make the world keep spinning. Mm-hmm. Because that's that's kind of his thing. Is he's this he's this begrudged British guy. That is a master of all magic, basically. Mm-hmm. Not a god of magic, right. but he's like a master of magic. Like, you put him against someone like Dr. Fate and he's going to get fucked up. Yeah. Um, actually, no. Probably not fucked up because he wouldn't – he would know to be careful with Dr. Fate and he right. would, like, set traps and stuff. Um, but head-to-head, fucking dead. Uh, it's like a Batman versus Superman kind of thing. Yeah. If he's got preparation time, yeah, Fate's out. You just drop naked into a ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You drop naked into a ring, Dr. Fate would... Well, I mean, if you technically drop them purely naked, Dr. Fate wouldn't have his helmet of Naboo, so he That's wouldn't true. be able to do anything. <laughs> it would just be Constantine going, all right, murder him. Anyway, we've taken so many tangents. So, Constantine movie is a giant asshole. You really explore the depth of what magic is and how dark this magic can be. So I think you're telling me that Ian McKellen should play him. British master of magic can play a bad guy. Dude, what if he did, like, fucking time travel? Because Ian McKellen would be a great old Constantine. Yeah. Yeah? Ooh, what if Taron Edgerton? Wouldn't he be too young? Constantine Constantine is ambiguously aged. So He can be anywhere from, like, 25 to 50. So Judy Dench. <laughs> Judy Dench. <laughs> Henry Cavill. <laughs> Uh, okay, so you got Constantine, and you introduce the darkness of what magic is. You introduce mm-hmm. what backwards magic is, because he's the one that knows all the kinds of magic. Right. And he's just like, yeah, I just kind of know all these things. You introduce backwards magic. You introduce uh, uh, runic magic. You, like, all these different kinds of fucking magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you tell his story. Even explore. I, one of my favorite things about Constantine is the fact that his soul, the personification of his soul, is just this withered fucking raisin. Mm-hmm. Because it, it was really interesting that, like, because he keeps selling his soul uh-huh. to things. Every time he gets wrapped up in something, he's like, you know what? Here. When I die, you can have me. And then, like, and there's one character, Dr. Faust, who, like, got a got a glance. He went into, like, the magic realm where you could see all the souls of people. Mm-hmm. And he got a glimpse of Constantine's and it's just like, 
you're fucked up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> too many like, Horcruxes, dude. <laughs> yeah, too many Horcruxes. It, it is. It's kind of like that. It's yeah. like that fucking uh, Voldemort thing. Yeah. So you introduce him, and then you bring in Zatanna as a side character. All right. Because um, there's a love interest thing between the two of them, on mm-hmm. and off. Um, and you introduce Zatanna. Can we have Zendaya play Zatanna just for the? Dude, I'm on board. Also, she yeah, kind of looks the part. Yeah. Uh, like I mean, she's darker skinned, but also there's oh, yeah. nothing wrong with race sure. bending. Um, but yeah, no, she'd be if we're doing like a Taron Edgerton, Zatanna would be. Uh, or um, Zende- Z- 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 did you make that joke already? No. Oh yeah, there we go. Zendaya, Zendaya, Zatanna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Your double Z. Um, what's it called when you have one name? Monog- monogram? No, monog- mononym. Mononym. Maybe. Like Penn and Teller, Teller legally changed oh. his name to just Teller and Bono. Yeah, isn't that mononym? Mononym, whatever that is. Ichiro, huh? Baseball player. Oh, Batman. You legally changed your name to Batman, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, okay. So we introduce Zatanna. Okay. Then now you have two magic people that you can make your Justice League dark with. All right. Do your Justice League dark movie. Can we bring Swamp Thing in? Hell yeah. Yes. Why not? Let's get hype. Not the DC, not the DC universe version. Oh. We want a better version. Yeah. We want a, we want an Alan Moore version. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we bring in Swamp Thing. You make that shit gritty. <sighs> uh, given that Constantine and Zatanna are expected to come out after the Justice League Dark movie, I'm not really like yeah expecting this to happen. But oh, we never really asked the question: Should these happen as it is? I mean, I'm excited for a Constantine movie, I mm-hmm. guess, um, if they do it reasonably well. I haven't actually seen the Keanu Reeves one. kind of want to at some point. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's, let's start at the top. Justice League Dark, with where we are now, should that movie exist? If in a year now that movie just came out, should is, would you be okay with that? Yeah, you know, I think I actually would. Okay. I'm hesitant on it because that's too many unknown characters and you face a worse version of the Justice League right. problem. Yeah, no, that's that's, and you have to introduce magic to the whole thing. Yeah, that's that's the risk. But I mean, people know what magic is for the most part. Like, you can kind of just drop that on them. It's not really introducing magic. It's more of like establishing the magic rules. Mm -hmm. Like, you have a lot to do, and it'd be kind of hard to tell an intriguing story when you're trying to introduce shit the whole time. Yeah, it's like uh, Suicide Squad didn't have any rules. I've changed my mind. I'm off board. No Justice League Dark. Get out of here. Yeah, I did it. (laughs) Nonsense. Um, Lobo should Lobo. Oh, uh, Lobo has Guy Ritchie and Brad Payton attached. Okay. Can we have Jason Momoa play Lobo? No, but uh, I wish, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael Bay to direct. Whoa. Uh, Jason Fuchs is hired a screenwriter and no Fuchs began is. rewriting the script at Bay's request. So the budget could be considerably lowered. Huh? Don't like that sentence. Okay. Now hear me out. Okay. A Guy Ritchie Lobo movie. Yeah. That's just a space space guy that's just like, I'm going to murder people. And he explodes into a, a giant display of gut, blood and guts and then grows out from a blood thing and mm-hmm. just fucking space explosions. Hell yeah. Yeah. You only have to say it's a DC movie. It's just this, off that. It's just this weird yeah. one off. It's just an alien biker murderer man yeah exactly <laughs> i would so totally watch that 
yeah. who would who would I mean we can't do Jason Momoa. I mean maybe we could if we put him in enough makeup, but that'd be we could probably never have him come across because he has dolphins. Yeah. Like, so that could be like a joke that like, he's like, Hey, I talked to dolphins. Not the only time I talked to fish and like looks at, he would be a fourth wall breaker. He'd like look at the screen and wink and then like get back to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, but who else would, uh, who's a, who's a good gritty, just like, um, who commands the screen Danny with just, Trejo. who's he? Uh, uncle machete from spy kids. God, I don't remember. Oh, oh, I could see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he was also uh, wasn't he in Breaking Bad? Yes, he was Briefly. Tortuga. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I could see it. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could totally see him having like a Latino kind of influence. Yeah, and he's kind of oh, Lobo is literally wolf in Spanish. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Yeah. All right, that so that movie needs to happen. There we go. Uh, Man of Steel sequel. If like barring anything, he just gets another movie. Should it happen? Yeah, Henry Cavill's yeah. good in the role as long as we yeah we get something resembling a decent script. Yeah, and as long as he's like, as long as we stick to the lighter Superman we got at the end yeah. of Justice League, I'm on board. I like a hopeful, like little, like fun little yeah. hell, dude. Give us a fucking all star Superman where he's this like this like peppy guy that occasionally we'll have to come down and like talk a girl off the ledge of a building mm-hmm. would love to see that scene. Yeah. Um, so that's a movie. Sure. That should happen. Um, uh, should the Nightwing movie happen? If you say anything other than fuck, yes, I will throw my phone at you. You will say these words. <laughs> Probably not. Why? You kicked my phone out of the air. <laughs> Honestly, probably not. Told you. Yeah. No, given given the current state of the of the DC universe, we don't. It's it goes back to the like Batgirl and stuff. We don't have an established Bat family. Yeah, and this is again, it's a character that is entirely reliant on a built up Gotham City. Yeah, he needs to have a Batman to break. Not necessarily. Him. I think it needs a built up relationship with a Batman. Okay, but you put him in Bloodhaven, Haven, you can ignore Gotham. Okay. But we still need a Batman. We still need a Batman. Yes, you need yeah. you need to know who he comes from, right? Because I feel like the like a Batfleck uh, spawned Nightwing is going to be incredibly different from a Robert Pattinson, Robert yeah. Battinson. For one thing, with Robert Battinson, he's probably going to have to be about fourteen. Yeah, so, like, that's true. An actual age difference. Yeah, I mean, you can age someone pretty easily. Yeah. Like we might get like a year one kind of thing with the Batman, and then we can say like with the Nightwing movies, like oh yeah, that thing that happened fifteen years ago. Yeah, you flash forward and yeah, slap some prosthetics on Pattinson. 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 How has that been a confirmed thing that people call it Pattinson? I feel like it should be. Some people do. I yeah. think he's not on board with it, but oh. well, that's because he's a serious capital A actor. Yeah, he is. <laughs> that's true. Um, Plastic Man. Uh, oh, by the way, Nightwing with Chris McKay as a director. He did the Lego Batman movie, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, and then Bill Dubuque, who is the screenwriter. I don't know who that is. No one does. Dubuque or something. I don't know. Plastic Man. Amanda Idoko on board for script. Cool. Should a Plastic Man movie happen? Nah. Uh, who's Plastic Man? What's his deal? Plastic Man is a goofy guy who can stretch and such and <sighs> depends on who you ask. 
right? Depends on the continuity. Depends on who wrote it. Hmm. Like, it's... I don't think he's a consistent enough character to have a, to warrant a movie. Okay. Um, Supergirl is just barely crossing that threshold now to where she's kind of a consistent character, but mm-hmm. she's had too many like just rehashes. Okay. But Plastic Man's just this guy that's thrown in as a as a E list character when we need a big old Justice League team up mm-hmm. that he just shows up. He's never really involved heavily in things. So we uh, we pick a vision for him and we say, okay, this is the movie vision of Plastic Man. We stick to that. Yeah. I, I mean, DC has successfully completely recreated a vision of a character. No. Yep. Fucking Michael Keaton, Batman. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just too out there to try to connect to the universe. So don't connect it. That's true. Just toss him out there and say, hey, here's this guy kind of feels like a sidekick but for no one in particular oh that could be the recurring joke that like someone goes like oh so who's your uh who are you the sidekick for and he's like i'm a fucking i'm my own hero <laughs> like constantly do that yeah um who would be uh who's a guy that can that he's not he's super skinny mm-hmm. uh kind of short black hair mm-hmm. um Kind of goofy, doesn't really take things serious, doesn't read the room well. Miles Teller. <laughs> God damn it. Yoan Grafud. Who? Who? The guy who played Mr. Fantastic in the oh. Fantastic Four movies in the mid-aughts. Ah, he could do it. Um, except he's probably like 55 at this point. Yeah. He's How plastic old is Plastic Man? Man? Another ambiguous, okay. probably 30s. All right. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Stretch him a little bit. You can use it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sold on this movie. All right. I've kind of sold myself. I think I think it should happen. It's something where there's a lot of room to play with it, and so they can get someone just doing something creative and kind of quirky with it. Mm-hmm. Sounds fun. All right. So, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I override your answer. Uh, Supergirl. Oren Uziel for script and Warner Media. Warner Warner Brothers is seeking a female director. Okay. Fucking should. Should this movie happen? Not at the current state. Yeah, I kind of feel like the public conception of Supergirl is marred by the, the um, TV channel that will not be named. Oh, shit. That's true. That show happened. Is happening. People are like, oh, this is this connected to the TV show? Yeah, this movie shouldn't happen. No. Uh, the Trench is a collective. I haven't fully read the story. Having the well, I have read the first story. I have to deal with the Trench. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's more that has to do it, but it's an Aquaman villain. But it's like a hive mind kind of villain thing. Right. Um, deep in the depths of the trench of the ocean kind yeah. of thing. We see him briefly in uh, yeah. Aquaman. Uh, it's a horror spinoff. Peter Saf- Safran and James Wan are on t- on to produce it. Okay. Noah Gardner and Aiden Fitzgerald are screenwriters. Mm-hmm. And Safran expected that he, uh, says that he expects the film to be released before Aquaman two. Interesting. That's a bold claim, given that Aquaman two is. Firmly on the docket. Yeah. We'll see. Should this movie happen? I'd see it. I mean. Yeah. I mean, it's an Aquaman movie. I, uh, Aquaman world, but horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'd be interested to see what they could kind of do with that. Yeah, do like a new character. Ooh, that could be even something we could introduce, like Fisherman or something, or like the Scavengers, like another uh, Aquaman villain. Mm-hmm. Make them the protagonist. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, I'm a, I'm a fisherman. Yep. Ah, what are these things that are eating my sister? Mm-hmm. I don't know why it was my sister, but... Because <laughs> you got a fridge. Woman somewhere. in a fridge, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that'd be interesting. And then he's just like, ah, oh, then you put it in the very end. It's like, Aquaman didn't save me. I'm going to kill Aquaman. Oh, then you have two yeah. villains with the same motive. Because that's Black Manta's whole thing right now. Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, Aquaman didn't save me and my dad. Fuck him. I'm going to kill him. Because for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Where he says, oh, man, Aquaman and all these magical underwater people are ganging up on me. These are Aquaman's rabid hounds. Yeah. Or whatever. Hell, we could even, like, transport the uh, uh, the um, Black Manta. Um, what's the fucking word I'm looking for? Story. Concept. I guess story, I guess. yeah, to, to someone. Because one of the things is that Aquaman accidentally caused the death of Black Like, killed him, basically. Like, he, mm-hmm. like... Bro, like he launched up one of the, one of the ways is he launched up through the boat with black manta and his dad mm-hmm. and then it caused his dad to die so he was like oh fucking aquaman so there mm-hmm. maybe there's this whole thing that like he's this is horror movie with the trench and then at the very end aquaman is fighting the trench mm-hmm. and then fucking kills someone that mm-hmm. he cares about and then suddenly he's like oh i'm gonna kill aquaman and then now you have your black manta lead uh, villain for Aquaman two, and you have your side ca- uh, side villain. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. If that's the ha- if that's the case, then yes, that should happen. All right. Also, yeah, I could just do something as long as it's good. As lo- yeah, as long as it's good, and I like the the horror tinge to it. Mm-hmm. We'll see it. Let's put all it right. out there. Yeah. And then the Constantine is a Tana movie. Should those happen? There's no information on them. Yes, but only if it's Ian McKellen. Only if it's Ian McKellen playing Both Zatanna. <laughs> no, Ian McKellen is Zatanna. Judy Dench is Constantine. Yes. Fucking gender bender and age bender. Ooh, uh, ooh. So back to where what I was saying. Back to my theory. So. Okay. Shazam happens. Shazam 2 happens. Yep. Introduce Constantine. Yep. Constantine movie introduced Zatanna. Zatanna movie solidify. Actually, no. Constantine and Zatanna, then uh, Justice League Dark do a Zatanna spinoff after. Okay. Um. So, Dark. Mm-hmm. And the thing with the dark. It's what happens when you turn off the lights. Wrong. It gets brighter when you turn off the lights. It's just so bright that it blinds you. Whoa. It's like one of those things that like, do we all perceive colors differently? Kind of right. some bullshit. Um, did you just trick me into a philosophical discussion? Yes, I did. I feel like I put myself in this problem, but I'm going <laughs> to blame you. So the Justice League dark movie. Okay. There's a guy. Okay. I don't know who they go against. Maybe Dr. Faust. Maybe fucking... Arcane, because then we have a reason for Swamp Thing to get Arcane! Hell yeah! Arcane shows up. And then the bad guy's beating up some... Beating him up in some city. Mm -hmm. And Superman swipes in. And he's just like, I'm gonna save the day. And then fucking gets obliterated. (laughs) Because he's vulnerable to magic. Yeah. And then he introduced that element. You don't even do it. I mean, it would make no sense for someone who went to watch the Superman movie without having seen this movie first. Mm-hmm. They could do something to cover that base. Yeah. But he shows up and he gets his ass handed to him. And they're just, and he's like, all right, peace out, yo. Actually, no, he's. They have to rescue him. They have to rescue him. And Boy, there are some things you don't know about. Yeah. But Ian McKellen, he, like, he comes over to him and he, he says, son, there are forces in this world you are not prepared to deal with that's the wrong british yeah 
I, I can't do a good Ian McKellen. Um, he's he's he more. Says, he says something like that. Yeah, so he's a, he's forces, a hybridish. Yeah. yeah, there there are forces in this world that you are not equipped to handle. Let us deal with it. And so he's like, like, I'm gonna do it. And, and he's like, and Dad. And he just kind of puts him down, like puts him to sleep or something. And he's like, Dad. And then it's like Kevin Costner over him. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin uh, Costner should play Zatanna. Yeah, he's like, Daddy, and he she's like. That's what you're into, bud. <laughs> uh, so he puts him to sleep. That's the end of the Superman's role. Then that movie plays out. Then Stu- Superman sequel. Okay. Right after that one and Zatanna, unrelated. Like they both spin off. Yeah, but Superman's equal. Superman's like, oh my god, there's shit going on in this plan. I need to do some like fucking exploration. I need to go back. I need to go figure out what the deal is with all this. I'm gonna go back to Krypton. No, he goes to Hogwarts to learn magic. It's Warner. It's a Warner oh, property. Oh my god, they could. It all overlaps. They could. Harry he Potter. Is, he is Neville Longbottom. <laughs> well, no, because that happened like in the nineties. So, like Neville Longbottom's a teacher at at Hogwarts at this point, and he meets Harry Potter. Are there any characters that are any actors that have made it? Oh, uh, Tom Felton's in the CW. Oh. So he could do some bullshit. No, yeah. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> but so he goes, he goes, he's like, all right, I got to figure out what the fuck's going on. Like, I, I need to get out of this magic. Maybe mm-hmm. there's, maybe there's something, a remnant of the um, Justice League Dark thing that like, there's this overarching kind of mag- uh, magic thing that's kind of weakening him. So he's like, I got to get off this planet. Mm-hmm. And so he, he goes to some planet, space adventure. Yay. Lobo shows up. Woo. After the Lobo movie. Right. And then there's him fighting Lobo mm-hmm. or them like, or a buddy cop. Yeah. Dude, Buddy Cop with Superman and Lobo would be such a bonkers movie. That would be really weird. <laughs> <laughs> and you can introduce Martian Manhunter. Yeah, totally could. And then Nightwing is just chilling on Pluto. Yep. For some reason. <laughs> it's like, hey guys, help. <laughs> I can't get back. <laughs> no, but uh, but so you do something like that. You, yeah. you tie in Lobo with that. They go fight Brainiac in space. Yeah. Eh. No, because I don't want. Because my initial theory was that was that uh, the remnant of. Oh, let's change this. Let's actually go back. He doesn't go off planet. Okay. Lobo is just a movie that just happens on its own. Doesn't he no, doesn't? But he's now dealing with magic. He's like, oh my god, there's this magic thing, and there's a there's a uh, a, a a guy that was like a, maybe a minion of the big bad guy mm-hmm. that's like, oh, I'm gonna fight Superman because he's weak to magic. Then it's a Superman fighting a magic person. That's the one mm-hmm. I wanted to. I didn't want to do right. like him fighting Brainiac, which is punch harder. Right. Um. So yeah, there we go. We have that. Like it's just like this minion of Doctor Foster or Arcane. He's like, haha, Superman's weak to magic. I'm gonna go fucking kill Superman. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to kill Superman, and he pretty much does until the very end when Superman punches better. No, he he's just smarter. He snaps his neck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so that that takes care of most of these movies. Okay. Nightwing. I think we kind of already talked about that. Like, we need to have an established Batman before that happens. But Nightwing's a great character. Honestly, Nightwing could be... Oh, dude. Dude. Nightwing goes to Bloodhaven. Okay. And he's, like, fighting some people. Okay. And he's like, oh, God. All right. There's a thing that's happening in Detroit or some shit. Mm -hmm. He goes to Detroit. Because there was a point where he was a Detroit cop. Mm-hmm. So he goes to Detroit to be a cop. Okay. Plastic Man's there. Okay. 
Nightwing and Plastic Man uh, buddy cop. Hey. And that's where everyone keeps saying that Plastic Man is his fucking sidekick. Yeah. Because Nightwing is known to be an associate of Batman. So they're mm-hmm. assuming that, like, oh, you're probably, like, on your own now. Mm-hmm. Like, because people know that Nightwing used to be Robin. Right. Like, that, that's just a kind of a known thing for a lot yeah. of, like, especially someone who's in the know. And they're like, oh, so you're Plastic Man. You must be your Plastic Boy. And he's like, man, <laughs> like, you're Nightwing sidekick? No, partner. <laughs> like, all the time. He's my sidekick. He's my sidekick. <laughs> and my, Nightwing's like, dude, I've been doing this so much longer than you have. <laughs> and then just, like, shocks him with his uh, batons. And it doesn't matter because this Plastic Man's rubber. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Then we introduce Plastic Man. Then we do like that thing, and then Plastic Man gets his own movie. Maybe that's when you explore like the fucking dark past that he maybe has. I know very little about mm-hmm. Plastic Man because because he's never in anything. Yeah, they never use him. He showed up in yeah. the D- Justice League United or uh, no, not United Justice League. What's the fucking animated show? There's Justice League, and then there's Justice League. Someone's screaming at me right now listening to this. You, you un, Unlimited. Got it. Justice League Unlimited. He had one episode in there. Yeah. Um, and he's yeah. got his own little, like, thing. Like, it's like a five-issue run, and, like, it's just it's never used. He exists. He exists. So we could do something with that. Yeah. Um, Supergirl. Maybe she's, oh, dude, maybe she's the deus ex machina in the Superman movie. Mm. Give her some, like, woman power stuff where she shows up and she's like, all right, Cal, you little baby, little baby cousin, I'm going to do this for you. And then something, like, the sidekick's like, no man can kill me. She's like, she takes off her mask. She's like, I am no man and stabs him in the face. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Does but that she. That Henry Cavill is the hobbit that stabs him in the knee first. Oh, he's Mary. And she's Eowyn. Who plays Eowyn? You know who that actress is? I don't know. She would be a pretty good star, uh, Supergirl. Although she's probably a lot older now. Yeah. I saw some fan art that had Natalie Dormer as Supergirl. Oh, I could see that. Who plays Superman? Dude, I can't even do that joke. Henry Cavill's the perfect casting for Superman. Judy Dench? <laughs> when did Judy Dench become the Henry Cavill joke? <laughs> when did that happen? Was that a me thing that I started that? No, I think I did. Oh, okay. Because you didn't know who Judy Dench was. Like oh, that's true. Well, I knew she was a female, so I think I started making that joke. Right. Who knows? It's my joke. Okay. You can I can have it. It's not yeah. a great joke. It's not. That's why it's mine. Yeah. Uh yeah, so that's that. Um right. and then yeah, so that's my 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 pitch. Alright. Make all those movies happen. I'd buy it. We're at an hour and a half. We should probably wrap it up. Alright. Good work today. Go team. Yes. Synergy. <laughs> <laughs> shall we? <laughs> we shall. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean. Um Probably a few other places. I yeah, Heart apparently iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio, yeah. apparently. Um, I'm sure there are other places you can find us, um, but I don't know what they are, and I don't care enough to look. Uh, we're on the various social medias. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter, at JusticeLosersPod. We're on Instagram, at JusticeLosersPod. We're on Gmail, which I guess isn't really a social media, but you can email us your pitches for how these movies should work and make them better than ours. That's uh, JusticeLosersPod at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us 
I don't know. Eventually, we're going to be on YouTube and have a website and everything. But this is all kind of stuff that's in the works. So get excited. Subscribe to the things now, and you'll get the notifications when they actually show up. Oh, there you go. That's a good tip. Yeah. Uh, next week, we're talking about oh, something. Oh, no, no, You should probably look it up. I'm going to spin my wheels and burn some time. Uh, I don't know what I can spin my wheels about. Uh, um, uh, uh, um, uh, 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 oh, there we go. Uh, best or uh, best and worst movie to trailer ratios. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do that. We're gonna talk about um, movies, bad movies with good trailers and good movies with bad trailers. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time. If you've got some of those, then you should probably let us know because I've done some research and I found about four good candidates so far. No, nah, it's marginally more than that, but a lot more. You should talk about why they did those. You should do research on like the advertising companies. You should actually do a little bit more discussion on that. Okay. We can all do it. That sounds like work. Send me those four people or those four things and I'll okay. be more specific. Okay. Yeah. I'll, like to be working. I'll keep working on a list. Okay. But yeah, uh, I think that's all the things I'm supposed to have said at this point in the episode. So thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Hi, Matt. I gotta walk across the fucking room to stop this. <laughs>